Okay, the music's not behaving itself. Let's move on to something else. Are we frozen or not? Well, anyway. Twenty four seven. Get up in the middle of the night. If I have to answer a call to nature, I might go live right after. We're gonna do this. We're gonna continue to do this, and we will not stop doing this. Anyway, want to thank you all for being here, Lance Curve. If ever because of that heavy censorship that's going on on social media, because I'm blamed for having harmful content. Yet we have all types of toxic, dysfunctional things being promoted, especially in the black community. If you don't see me no more, go to landscurve.com, landscurve.com. We can do all the things we do here. Just go there, right? Almost 23 years in the game and still going strong. How do you do it, Lance? Just be yourself. I'm not a production. I'm not some big conglomerate media whatever. I'm not somebody here trying to fake be who who I am, talking and retentive. Yes, this is Lance Curve. No, no, no. I'm just that dude. I'm being myself, and I'll continue to do so. Whether some people like it or not, I love what I do, and I love you. Anyway, I have to give credit where credit is due. I'm going to take a second and kind of thumb through my comments. And... There was a young lady who wanted me to speak 
about this particular topic, and I promised her that I was going to talk on it. And she didn't say it this way. I kind of made the title up a certain way, so I'm scrolling down. But thank you all for your comments. I love the comments. I'm going to start responding to each and every one all the time. All right? I'm going to take my time, whether it's something good or something not so good. If you cuss me out, I might delete you. I might leave it. I might troll you. (laughs) You might troll me, and I might turn around and troll you back. That's how we get down. But I want to be more hands-on. And, um, God, there's a lot of comments here, and I appreciate it. And let me see if I could find it. No, no, I can't. I can't. I think this was, uh, I'm in I'm in the app right now of uh, YouTube, and sometimes it's kind of hard. Because you look at a comment, and then it won't come up. But I want to give credit where credit's due, and I will do so after this show is over. I should have prepared it. Let me see, is this in here? No, no, it's not it. I went back too far. Anyway, you know I love you all and I'm going to do the best I can. And uh, this was requested. So I made the title as it is. He'll never stay for the meal of commitment after first tasting the dessert of lust. We all kind of know that already, right? But we all feel we can beat the rules. There's a lot that it entails. And, um, ah, Lori Brown checking in from the West Coast. Gifty said, nay, yes, sweet D. Marvin Hagler. <laughs> Marvelous Marvin Hagler, right? Okay. Mozinga, I'm going to deal directly a lot in the chat room. But, you know, I kind of not, not look at the chat room sometimes so I can get on my own little tangent, my own little rant, my own little flow. I don't know when that's going to hit me, but it's going to hit me soon. Just want to answer. Some of the comments that are already there, right? Let me go back up. Okay. Um, Mozinga says, and this is not an attack for me. We're just going to deal with it. I don't feel like your title is right 100% of the time. Is it this particular title or other titles that I make? And there's nothing set in stone, right? This was the young lady that asked me to do the show, and I'm going to do it. And we can go full range on everything but like I say, I like to go in with surgical precision on each topic that we talk about because this same topic we can look at from, from a different angle. And I always say, you know, when I was going to the high school of art and design, high school, but we had nude models. We were a little more mature, you know. And if we had a circle of people, different artists, like say there were 20 artists in a big circle and the nude model was in the middle, every picture you could understand was the same model, but a different angle. So when I do a show, my favorite topic, um, my favorite, not topic, but my favorite way of seeing it is to go in with surgical precision. So it will seem like I'm ignoring a big faction of the population who may have a different view, but I'm speaking to that one slice, and that's how I do it. I can do the same topic, and I will flip it and speak about the man's side. But it's not any one man's side. There's not any one woman's side. So i got to freestyle it and touch on different aspects of it, looking back over my experiences. Because I'm into human nature. I'm not just a YouTube talking head trying to report news 
boring or one topic all the time. I talk about anything and everything. And I'm going to issue a challenge to everybody. Give me a topic that you think I just can't talk about. Not about nothing personal. No. I've done crazy things in my life. I can talk about some of those things, right? But just general topics that we deal with, I like that. I can come up with them myself. But I like it when it's something that you want to talk about. I'm going to have to stand up. I've been sitting down so much. Ah, yes. <laughs> and also, Mozinga said, though, I feel like you're talking to the sisters. Now, this one will probably feel that way. But I will include a sprinkling of other mindsets. Again, I'm not right all the time. My perspective may not be right for everybody. But I'm going to go in, and I'm always going to be honest, and I'm going to say it. I'm not going to hold back and try to be politically correct. Okay, Marvin Hagler said, and I love the name, <laughs> agree and disagree. If she's crazy or has a bad attitude or no head on her shoulders in a simple conversation, no need anyway. But, I, but I'm in my 50s, and many men in my family explain this then. Well, yeah, um, that's the thing. But really and truly, why should we, we be tasting the dessert of lust first, after first tasting, right? See, that's the problem with a lot of us. A lot of us don't care when the red flag goes up that she cray-cray. I'm not saying all my sisters are crazy, no. And I will say also that a lot of us do things to our sisters that we either date, court, Engaged to, married, or we creeping with. And it takes two because a lot of our sisters are down for the creep. They are. It takes two, right? So if you see that, why do you mess with them? I'm not saying this to you, Marvin Hagler. I'm just saying in general. I'm not going to have the scrolly on. I want people to see the whole title, right, on the bottom. Because they'll see that one part and say, what you mean he ain't going to stay? All men are dogs. But what do you call the woman who engages with that? But this is not a blame thing. This is not a blame show. All black men are this. And all black women are this. It just never ends. We got to get to a point of healing. And when you go to a doctor, I mean, I'm not going to say a hospital. We know how we feel about that. But if you go to a healer or, or you go to a hospital where the hospital is supposed to be do, is doing what they're supposed to be doing, most of them are not. That's a different subject. We know that. But if you go to a hospital and you have a wound, you have to acknowledge that you have a wound. That's why you're there. A lot of us in the outside world, we're wounded. We're walking from one situation to the other and ignoring what we already have and we're bringing it into a whole new situation. Well, let's get zeroed in on this topic, right? I will try, try to take a look, but you know, when I, when I blast off, <laughs> it's, like, it's like somebody who's high and you're trying to have a sensible conversation with them. So let's just flow. He'll never stay for the meal of commitment after first tasting the dessert of lust. The dessert of lust. Dessert. When do we eat dessert? When you go to a restaurant, do they bring out the dessert first? But then the meal don't taste too good. 
Because usually the dessert is something that's calorie-laden, calorically dense, something real sweet, and not too much. You know, you had the meal and you're full. You feel the nourishment going through your body. And, um, you know, you want a little something sweet. Put a little nice taste in your mouth. Not that the food was nasty, but that's how we do it. So when I say dessert of lust, I'm not blaming either side. But when you go there, many feel they sampled what they wanted. And they never stay for the meal of commitment. But I said it this way, I don't mean all men don't stay. Kudos to the good men that are out there. But we have to be realistic. Because in this day and age, it just seems like we lead with our loins. It's like we have this thing in our head that we try to construct a full relationship, men and women now, around the sexual aspect. So, as a man, and not a man looking for commitment, I'm not saying he's a wolf. He's a good guy. But he's out there. He's down for whatever. Right? They're down for whatever. And they're moving through life. And a woman sees this man, not in every case. And I'm not talking about the women who just lay down with everybody the, the first night. We got some of those. I know some of those. And those types, they're holier than thou. But behind closed doors, we know what it is. And I'm not knocking them to each his own. We all are the sum total of all of our experiences. And sometimes what one person does that you will say is wrong, you, you never walked in their shoes. So I'm not going to say that. For me, personally, it's never been drugs, it's never been liquor, it's never been crime, it's never been depression, it's been what's available to me in the past when I may have been stressed, when I may have been lonely, when I may have been a little imbalanced. I'm not saying crazy, just overworked and I need some time off. And this thing could be almost like a drug. And so I wouldn't refuse it. Say, okay. I'm not pushing up on you. I'm not pressuring you. Because we have righteous things that are going on in these different layers of our existence. What do I mean by that? Oh, Lance, some, some girl giving up the first night. Ain't nothing righteous about that. But maybe that woman, I'm throwing a lot of things out here until I get my footing. Maybe that woman never dealt with somebody who appears to be someone who could be a very good provider. And I'm not talking about a gold digger. Because regardless as to what anybody says, a woman needs to be secured. Call me a simp. We'll, we'll deal with that. I will talk all night, even though I'm a little tired now. 
I said I was going to do a third one. Either this one it was going to go tomorrow morning or tonight. I ain't going to cut it short. It'll be about an hour. But every time I say that, it goes on longer, right? But maybe in her mind, she's attracted to him not because of the bulge in his pants, but because he seems to be stable. And maybe she never dealt with someone who exuded this air of stability. You see, what men don't know, a lot of men don't know, some men know, that it's not just what you say to her sexually that turns her on. It's not just, girl, I'm going to lick you from the rooter to the tutor. You know how many men offer that to women? Somehow, some way, or insinuate it? They know what that's like. You might not know what you're doing, but they know what that's like. It might be something else about you that, that, that draws her to you. And you might be somebody like the guy I described earlier who he's down for whatever. Now, she's not thinking that if I give him sex that he's going to stay. But these days, in the back of many women's minds, not all, but some, they will compromise when nobody's looking. Okay, I know I'm a good woman, and that's not me saying that. I'm paraphrasing. I'm a good woman. I have pretty much everything together. I know I'm desirable. I know I'm a catch. Maybe not the best catch, but I'm a catch. Across the board, I'm, you know. Now, you know, in school, when you go to school, usually we look back, if you go back to like high school or junior high, which in some parts of the country they call it middle school, you look at the students, and you have those who always got A's, always got A's. And when they got a B, they cried. When they got a B plus, oh, my God, what's wrong? They, they were so anal about their marks. And we all thought that, well, when they get out into the world, they're going to be very successful. And then you have those students that kind of hovered around a B. And maybe they might get a C plus every now and then. They might get an A minus, but they're really a B student. When you look back on it, it's usually those B students that were more successful in life. This is just my observation. Of course you have the A students who do good, but a well-balanced life, not just I'm a nerd, which there's nothing wrong with being a nerd, right? But here it is. The thing, we have to check out each other's motivations. It may be where we're just scratching each other's back for a night and that's it. But be true to that. And to the women, not necessarily the ladies who are here, because I know most of you here. But a lot of us, and I say us, I'm not a woman. <laughs> and I don't want to say you. It's like I'm accusing you. I just say a lot of our sisters, I don't know the proportions, if it's 51% or 99%. I would say, and please help me out because I'm going to say my percentage. What do you think the percentage of many of our sisters, many of them, that they think that they're enhancing their chances to keep the man by giving him a little bit of the dessert? I'm not saying you personally. 
But for those out there within a certain age group who are dating, we're not saying somebody who's 70 years old. We're not saying somebody who's 16 or 17. We do young, dumb stuff then. But in the 20s, 30s, 40s in there, you know, sprinkling maybe a couple of 50s, maybe one or two 60s, you know what I mean? But the bulk of it, the 20s, 30s, 40s, right? How many do you think? And we're talking about our sisters now. We're not putting them down by putting a number out there. They're decent. They're clean, pretty much. Got it going on. Those types. We're not talking about the ones who are just just because of the age group, they're out in the corner doing whatever to get money. No. But those who are fairly B students in life, where across the board, they may not be the best or the top. They're not average, but they're in there. What do you think the percentage of women are that will enhance or think they're enhancing the chance to keep the man around for the meal of commitment by giving him the dessert of lust? See? Yeah, let's say 20s and 30s, Oyala. Some 40s now. Things are still happening. Well, they got some, some folks in their 70s. I get some steamy emails from those in the 70s where you you 60, but you're a young boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot. Well, yeah, 60%. Ebony Gems, 16 or 1804 said. Yeah, I, I I'd go with that. I'd say two-thirds in the right situation, not where you show up and their legs go open like, like an e-pass or easy pass. They call it different things in the country. You know, they go to the toll booth, you have a prepaid monitor that, that a radio signal goes off, and it opens up automatically. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Gifty. I'm thinking the higher the number, the more realistic. I'm not saying 99, but yeah. That's about right. And it might be 82 because <laughs> you got whatever it is, it might be a little more. But it's not a survey. But still in this day in 2023, there are many women who feel that. And it's ingrained in many of them because, like I say, I always talk about the scenario of the young girl who might be nine years old or 10 years old and her aunt is braiding somebody's hair and she's over the aunt's house that's a little more racy. We all know that aunt that will let you do things over her house. Nothing crazy bad, but you can get away a little more. If you're home and you got to be in a bed by nine, when you buy your aunt, you can go to bed at midnight. Well, it's a weekend anyway when you go over there, right? So you hear the aunt saying to the girl she's braiding the hair, a grown woman, they're both grown women. Girl, I know you ain't out there like that. But that man you got there, he's interested in you. And there's a lot of women out here who got their eyes on him now. And the bottom line is, if you want to keep that man, you better throw him a little something extra. Now, that might be poor advice. Some may feel it's good advice. That aunt thinks it's good advice. But usually that aunt that has experienced the world she been through men that were good, but she couldn't keep them. And there's some women who really didn't get a chance to roll the dice and choose not to be out there giving their stuff away. Like, I'm not doing this. But I'm not talking about the hawks out there. I'm not talking about the parasites out there. Hey, girl, <laughs> you need to come see me tonight. Now, if you run with him, you know what it's going to be. 
It should be no shock. But there's so many of our sisters who don't understand this. And that's a picture of Amber Rose. It was some shot that she put up. You know, she's always doing something crazy. I didn't want to put something up lewd. But it was sexual enough without being lewd. You know, I mean, men would look at that a certain way. But it's not lewd. Right? And I put a piece of cake over there because that's a dessert. And for some men, they'll look on the other side with Amber Rose and look to the far right of the picture and see them thighs. And they'd rather take that than a piece of cake, if you know what I mean. We all see things as men. But many of us and too many of us are looking. You can't help but see things in the street. You can't help but see a woman when you're a man. You see her. You can register that she's attractive, nice shape, nice face, pleasant expression on the face. But now when she walks past you and you turn around, now you're looking. Looking and seeing are two different things. And thinking that you can enhance the situation. Now, look, 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 we're adults. And I know I can't ever come off to anybody like I'm holier than thou or have been. I've always been polite. I've always been mannerable. I've always stated what it was. You know, make sure. And you still run across those who might not be a little stable. And the same thing with women. They run across men that they got a taste of some dessert and it went crazy. They couldn't handle it. You know, so in this day and age, you really can't do that anymore. We shouldn't even be having this conversation, but we have to. We have to. Because when you try to enhance your chances for, for that man, you got to understand that the value of that in his eyes, I'm not going to preach, but it's diminished because it's so easy to get now more so. Earlier today, I had a very close friend of mine send me photos Photos from the 70s, parties that he had at his home, parties that I attended. I wasn't at that party of those pictures, but I looked, looked at the colors of the photo. You know, when you look at something from the 60s or 70s, it has a different look. You still see the bell bottoms. You still see the afros. You still see the certain style of dress. And I was so caught up. And I looked at it. And it hit me. I take it that it wasn't cold weather. I couldn't look outside in the picture because it was inside. I can tell that it was either spring or fall, but they were inside. And I knew where they were inside. Nobody was exposed. Now, this was a, just, not just a family gathering. It was, but the core of it was that. But, you know, even these days, what was attractive back then is not enough. You have to show something. And I know this goes with the times. And I'm a man. I'm not mad at seeing things, but look what's behind it. Everything is going so cheap now. 
Now, the flip side of this to appeal to Mozinga is that men are throwing their dicks around so fast, so much. Your sperm has value. Just like the womb of our sisters have value. And we're throwing this thing around like a game of dice. Gambling. Good man, good man, good car, good car, nice place, good career. Let's see. Boom! And you crap out. Doesn't always have to be there. We don't even value ourselves anymore, but we act intellectual. We understand what's going on. We want what we want. Like Floyd Mayweather, hit and don't get hit. Let's take that and change it over into the context of dating. What are your expectations? The man might want to hit and not get hit with commitment. That's the game. But he doesn't understand he's throwing away something also. And in the back of his mind, if it was too easy, he's always going to wonder, well, if she's with me and she meets an old boyfriend and I'm out of town and he's coming on to her, would she have restraint? He's always going to be looking with the side eye. The same with a sister. She's going to look at you. If all you do is pressure her for the one thing and try to be slick about it. See, guys are slicker now than they've ever been before. A woman with a good discerning spirit can figure it out. But one who feels she has to compromise herself, that this is the only way to go because the other girls that are out there who might be a little younger and a little more freakier and a little more, they'll give him some. But that's, if that's all he's looking for, let him go. Let him go. Because if that's all he's looking for, or you think so, it won't be long before he sees your sister, your friend, your next door neighbor. He'll be on the phone. He went to work, y'all, but that girl next door. Oh, that's too close, but I'm going to try. Oh, she's going out now. I notice every time she leaves about 830. I'm going to find myself out there. It's a game. A game where there's no winner. Everybody loses, but nobody realizes that. You win. Yes, you win. You know what you win? Chaos. Confusion. More dysfunction. Pain. Hurt. And you don't want to be involved with nobody after that because you can't trust it. You can't trust it. But don't play the game. I know, sisters. I know some sisters, I don't need a man. I got this, I got my home, I've got my car, I got my career. I know one in particular that I knew a long time ago that um we used to do a lot of cardiovascular together, put it that way. And she listens to the show. She's probably gonna be mad at me for saying oh, I I never put nobody's business out there, so she's not she may say, Lance, was you talking about me? But I'm not you know, it's a general thing. But I will say this. She's hurting inside. 
And it's not just a man thing. But in this world, it's unfortunate that everything is turned upside down, inside out, and we're in a total state of disarray. And we're not ready for each other. We're all screwed up from the influences externally that have been inflicted on us. As mild as social media influence to major trauma in our youth, to the yearning to have something with someone, but we could never seem to be on the same page. Why is it so hard? Why is it not easier? Why is it that years before, decades before, it appeared that it was easier? You're younger than maybe somebody who's older like me, and you look at the TV shows back from my day. And it seemed like, yes, we had issues, but it's worse now. We're predatory on each other. We're trying to get what we want, but is it really what you want? I'm going to say no. It's not really, you don't want this. Fellas, when you get older, how are you going to feel when you get to 50 and 55 and 60? And it's not about having anybody, but someone you can say, <laughs> remember way back when? It could be five years, 10 years, 20 years. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I'll say this. You could be 70 years old and you could meet somebody that clicks with you and all the years that you felt that void of it would be nice to have somebody in my life and many of us have given up but at 70 years old you can meet that person and it ain't about sex. You can feel just as orgasmic laying next to each other embracing them holding their hands, watching the sunset. That sounds corny to the generations now. Pick that thing, pop. Shake it. Give me a lap dance. Wear this, wear that. We're like sexual zombies, a lot of us as men. We already have a ready-made template of what we want that gets us off. I'm trying to keep it decent. So the other girlfriend, she did it like this. And she used to wear this blonde wig. And she put on all this lipstick. And when I answered the call to nature, I saw the lipstick all over my thing. I kind of like that. So I want you to do this. And you're like, wait a second. I ain't her. What are you coming with this for? So this is what you do? Now, listen, we all have fetishes and things we like. But some men, you're just like my own coined term, a glorified friction provider. So why would you provide this and expect them to stay? Well, I'm just giving him what he wants. No, he should want you first. And find out between the both of you what turns you on. And if you have a propensity for certain things, let it be about you first. And let her understand that, well, this enhances it. But we're sitting here 
genitalia connecting deep. Is it a curse word to say balls? No, it's not. Balls deep. And you're basically just masturbating each other because there's no connection. You giving it up thinking that it's going to be a good man and he's in there trying to take it because he hit pay dirt. Man, that thing looked good bent over. Whoo, I'm going to get deep in there. Reach under the hip. Touch my balls, baby. <laughs> Sorry to get lewd, but we got to have these talks. We got to bust it wide open. And, 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 and it's a societal breakdown. You ever go to the store for something specific? You want something very specific, a product or something, something to, you know, maybe a nice snack. Right? And they, you go to get a certain type of potato chip, salt and vinegar. And you look and you see the particular row next to all the other potato chips. Oh, man, they done sold out all the salt and vinegar potato chips. Man, I want me some. Instead of going to the other store, it might be half a block where you are from where you live. I ain't going on the way over. I don't want it that bad. You know what? Let me try this brand of salt and vinegar. I don't know. I never saw this brand before. You know, in the hood, sometimes they got them things sitting there so long because some of these bodegas and corner stores are selling other things and don't care about the merchandise. Get a can of soup and they got to wipe the dust off of it first. Come on now. And you go home, and you know, you forget that it's a different brand. You're eating it, and it's harder than usual. Got some weird flavor, because that's not what you wanted. Stop settling. Hold out. Go to the next store and get what you want. Drive a mile to get what you want. Because when you get it, it's so good when it's the real thing that you always desire. And stop rating ourselves against the next woman. We have some, and I'm not throwing you all under the bus. We're just talking real because, you know, I love you. The next woman gets married. You're happy for her. But then you look to yourself and you say, when is that going to happen for me? Now, some marriages work, some don't. But would you rather... Have the big wedding and the big limousine, Hummer, SUV, whatever it may be that you want. A nice hall with all the guests, photographers, you looking good and he looking good. And you realize 20 years after that you were married to a fraud. You realize all of these years now, after this big showing, you have to have the Colgate smile, but you don't have any happiness in your heart because you're not happy. You married this man to be a placeholder because you wanted to be married. You put all this effort because you wanted to be married and you wanted the whole, and there's nothing wrong with having your day. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't take anybody in to fill a slot just because it looks good and because you feel a sense of desperation because the, the clock is ticking. It's better to be by yourself 
than to marry into somebody's drama that they cleaned up a little bit to look like a good deal. And when you finally get in it, like, what the hell did I get myself involved in? Your girlfriends know it. They can see it. They don't really know the details, but they can see something different about you. Girl, what's wrong? You ain't been looking happy these days. I know you usually go to the gym, but you've been putting on weight. You pregnant? No. You don't come out as much. You don't do the things that you used to do. See, you're cheapening yourself. Now, if you want to do this, let's, let's go on to the adult stuff. Women have sexual desires also. Some women are not hurt and desperate and the biological clock is ticking. I got to hurry up. Some women are not like that. Would like to have those things. But they say, listen, I got a career. I don't have time to court and date and get engaged. I would like to be married someday, but right now it's about my career. I would like to have a friend. Now, come on, y'all. You know what that friend is all about. And the friend may not be running around town. That friend might be a very good man, a very good catch. But you both may be in a particular place after the relationship was over prior that hurt you, that wasted resources. This Negro took all your money, whatever. And so you say, I'm not ready for anything yet, but you know, I need somebody to spend time with. I need to be able to look forward to my weekends. I'm not mad at you for that. We know the Christian way of thinking that, oh, no, 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 you can't do this. And we understand about soul ties and what can happen. I'm not going to knock you for that. I'll applaud you for not just jumping into a marriage that has not been investigated properly. But don't, 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 unless you want to. Those are your goodies. Those are your cookies. But don't give it away thinking that that's going to keep the man there because what you have, there's a whole lot of what you have out there. And if he's only with you for that, there's a lot of that's out there. <laughs> I almost said thoughts. <laughs> those two. And I'm not putting anybody down. Just a little wordplay. But this is the thing. It's, it's different now. It's different now. It's a different society that we live in. And certain things are encouraged. Certain things are embedded in our subconscious minds. We don't have it anymore as much. It's there. As a child, where you have accountability around the dinner table, you might have said a curse word in school under your breath to another student, and the teacher heard it, and she's calling you to let you know what happened. And now you have to bring a little discipline to your child because you're not raising them that way. But the systematic breakdown of our world our former communities that are now neighborhoods slowly but surely has been under attack. And I'm not play, playing the blame game, but we've really been duped. Slowly but surely, every thread of integrity in the suit of our world has been removed. Now the suit can't hold itself up. 
How are you going to walk around in a suit that doesn't have thread to hold the different pieces together? The arms start falling off. <laughs> One leg starts falling off. Dirt unraveled. We can do a thing. Yeah, you can do it. But it's a risk. You all know the risk. You all know all these things that are going on. But how are you going to do one thing when you're not emotionally healed from the other? It's not going to work. You can't put the foundation of the house down and say, well, I put the foundation down. And you start building on it. And the concrete didn't dry yet. You can't heal 95% and think, oh, I can move forward now. You need to get that next five. If a man is really into you, he's going to want you healed 100%. Not because he doesn't want to deal with the process of healing. He's going to be there to help you deal with the process of healing. And if he's really, really, really righteous, and it seems like you're not really into giving him the dessert, but you're giving it to him to keep him around, he's going to reject it. Not because he doesn't want to. He might have a raging heart on. <laughs> We're going to talk tonight. But he says, listen, sweetheart, I want you to <laughs> real bad. But we're at a point in our life where you've been through things and I've been through things and I kind of think you're going to be there. Let's take our time. Now, listen, we know most men ain't going to talk like that. But if you are a man who does talk like that to the fellas, that woman will spring into that place that she should be in. Because you're going to say, listen, when it's time, it's going to be on and popping. That doesn't mean that I'm saying, oh, it has to be marriage and that's it. In this day and age, to most people, that sounds corny. What? I'm not getting married to nobody. I got all that money I work hard for. You mean, no way? Uh-uh. And we in California, he going to get half? Oh, hell no. We'll sign a prenup. But after a time, if you're for him and he's for you, there's no better feeling than making the leap. After you have investigated, not just for two months, but been around each other for a while, right? And he's willingly giving up everything. Listen, I want you to see that I'm transparent, okay? Run my license. Run my background check. We're going to go down and run a credit check. Oh, man, scared, man. You messing it up for us, man. You a simp. No, he got to do the same thing. You got to bear it all. We so willing to bear it all in the bedroom, snatch off our clothes. We haven't even digested the meal that we ate after we went to the club where we first met. Now we naked in the bed. You can do that. We taking the time to swallow all the crotch sauce, do all the freakishness, laying there huffing and puffing, and don't even know each other. Know nothing about each other. Are you here to build? This is good. Oh my God. I'm all messed up. Look. I was telling jokes to friends the other day and I was like this. I was like, man, if there's no sex in the afterlife, I'll stay here and live another lifetime. <laughs> it's that good. 
But then again, it's not about this level. I believe on a side note that when we experience orgasm, that's a sample of what's waiting for us on the next level. That's the bone being thrown at you. Hey, listen, this is, I'm not saying we're going to walk around in the afterlife like we're coming. We're not going to have a physical body like we know. But there's things that we're gifted that if we do the right thing, our dessert will be righteous and it will be good and it will be wholesome as should be in the proper situation. We're cheapening ourselves and the fellows are the same way. They're so quick to say, oh, she's a cheap woman. She's a fast woman. Man, 20 years, 15 years ago, she was screwing everything. What about you? You mad because you didn't sample it? See? So we all are coming up from the gutter. Not all of us all the way. I know some very great unions that they did everything right, as it should be. You see what I mean? And just like you said, I just happened to look in the chat room and look over here. Okay, you're all saying some good stuff. Energy vampires, right? That's why I don't have never slipped around. I'm not, exactly. You know, Queen, I know who I am. Creating hard to get rid of soul ties with people. We not even love, just lust. Lori Brown says, I don't have to be married. That's the contract and ritual that the government makes money off of and tell you how and what to do, as long as the right documents are signed, I don't need his last name. Okay, I respect that. And I feel that it's a money-making thing, because while it's so, look, it's so easy to get married legally and hard to get out of it. Right? I do believe that there's some measure of commitment that should protect each party. But the way they do it in America and what they encourage through the media, you're seeing all these stars that are influential. Oh, that's my girl. Remember how she was in that movie? Oh, man. And she getting divorced and married, divorced and married. That's influencing you. Well, until death do us part. Even if there's no paperwork, what about the commitment? I know people who are never married before. And they were with each other until death do them part. If you can't do that, don't do it at all. Number one, if you can't do that, don't do it at all. Well, I'm getting married, uh, and, and we got conditions. You get, you, you get married, but you're like, I'm still single, but <laughs> until I get caught cheating. Ain't that sad? Don't do it. If you're going to half-ass it, don't do it. I was a little fatigued. I said, I don't know if I'm going to do another show. We did the one early. We did Neil Frazier. I said, you know what? What do I have to do? I'm going to sleep a little late. I'm going to get up and do another one. Take a little walk. Do old man things. <laughs> I ain't no old man yet. I don't care what the number is. I could be 95. I ain't no old man. Because I'm always striving for something to do to make me a little better incrementally. I know 22-year-old people who are old. They're striving for nothing. He'll never stay for the meal of commitment after first tasting the dessert of lust. If you want commitment, why are you giving him the dessert? That's a deep thing to give the dessert. Brothers, that's a deep thing to take the dessert. 
I've allowed people to give me lots of dessert in my youth, and I know, looking back, I was mature, but not mature enough to know certain things. I knew the things. I was taught by my parents, but emotionally, maybe I wasn't ready to be so strong. And things feel so good. But you're wasting yourself. You're never really getting over with this thing. You see? You're weakening your dick, fellas. You're cheapening yourself, sisters. Hold it. Hold it. That sounds corny. Well, yeah, it's easy for you to say it. All them damn women you done been with, Skirv. No, but I sincerely say. I'd rather not know what I know. Baby, you know how to do that thing real good. You must have had a lot of experience. I'd rather be a bumbling, fumbling, adolescent-like man. Both of us feeling around in the dark to see what feels good. Not knowing this technique and that technique and put the tongue on the clip this way and the... No. Discover together. Nobody says you have to be some expert. Why are we pressuring our children? Well, society, actually. We're not saying you have to go out there and have lots of sex. No, you're not saying that. But we're allowing society to put these things in the head. We're allowing society to teach the kids about this rainbow foolishness and, 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 and rainbow sex. And we ain't saying nothing about it. And if you say something about it, you two want to come at you. Where's all this stuff coming from? Like I said, notice how they encourage us by the media and the so-called celebrities and stars. I'm not saying they're a star. But many of us accept them as being that, and they influence our personal lives. Come on, y'all. You remember back in the 70s, every time there was a Bruce Lee movie or a Kung Fu movie, we out there kicking each other. Cutting up our mama's broomsticks and putting the chain between it to get nunchucks. Every time a Rocky movie came out or there was a Muhammad Ali fight, we out there boxing with each other. And it's the same way now. We're so easily influenced by the stimuli that's, that's on us. Fashion. Oh, we got to get that, that handbag. See, There's nothing wrong with liking nice things. But with your mind, think first before you make the leap in anything. Not just this kind of situation. The realtor shows you a really nice house. And he says, I have five more to show you. And I, no, no, I, w- I want this one. That may not be the best one. You may have to get one built to tickle your fancy. You're getting ready to go to college. Just because your friends are going to this college over here, that may not be the best one to go to. Think before you make the leap in anything. You go down to the dealer. You want a budget. You can only afford a Toyota Corolla. Why are you trying to get the top of the line Camry or Avon Lexus? Think before you make the leap. That's that's. And I'm seeing some comments here. Okay, let me uh, Queen. I know who I am. Let me put this on the screen. Some of these disgusting women are practicing sexual masculinity. Doing masculine things under the sheets to these effeminate men. Hallelujah. Queen, I know who I am. You said it now. You're preaching to somebody and you're speaking to somebody. (laughs) 
I got to say it again. Some of these disgusting women are practicing sexual masculinity. Ooh, the whole energy has been changed doing masculine things under the sheets to these effeminate men. Yeah. I've heard and known of and heard of and known one dude, long story, long time ago, my old girlfriend who did hair was in contact with a lot of women because she did hair. And I set up a room in the back of my house and turned it into a little beauty salon. It was nice looking. It was fun. Because after she would work at the salon, especially in New York City, during the holidays from Thanksgiving all the way up to New Year's, she was doing hair sometime till 2, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. Christmas time and Christmas parties and New Year's parties, it was on in, it's back in the 80s. Weaves? Shoot. <laughs> I'm not making fun of weaves. I'm saying that was a very lucrative thing back in that time. And you had a lot of women who were girlfriends of big-time drug dealers and these guys would throw them a couple thousand, like, okay. And they come and get a weave for five, six, seven hundred bucks. The micro weaves and stuff. Crazy. On a side note, I remember, I would observe how they do this, right? I'm just watching, because I would be in there talking to it. We had some good times that were talk show worthy, some laughs that I remember to this day. I have to remember all of it and replicate it and just share it with you. Conversations that were phenomenal. Might have been a little adult, but they were phenomenal. I used to hear all of the secrets that the women would tell because they would talk in front of me. They didn't care. Lance is different. He's different. Let me tell you about this guy. You know what I mean? So a lot of things I speak about now, I absorbed in that period of my life. My whole life, every segment was groomed to do this. So I don't have to read off of a piece of paper. But it was amazing because there was a woman, she was in her late 20s, and her man was in his early 30s. He was a straight-up blue-collar guy. I'm not going to say what he did for a living because that would give it away. And she worked in the corporate world, but she wasn't really the type who wanted to be in the corporate world. What I gathered from her, she just wanted a more traditional, old-school kind of job, like not the corporate world, right? Something supplementary to what her husband did. But it appeared that they got along fine. And I told this story before, and I'll have to say it in a decent way because YouTube is just waiting to snuff me out. But one day, and I wasn't trying to overhear it, but I was in the next room. We had louver doors. The louvers were cracked. I was half asleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm laying there. I heard what they were saying, but I was like, eh, dozing off. The voice dropped. And she said, listen, can I talk to you about something? You know, when me and my husband are making love, everything was all right, but there was some feeling of something missing, a void. Because, you know, it was easy for me to hit the high point. I can't say come. I don't know. Going, oh, I'm insulted. He's talking nasty. I hit the apex. I hit the peak. I hit the climax. But with him, I didn't feel his mind was always around me or on me. It was like his mind was somewhere else. He performed properly and got me there, 
never refused any act performed on me, but he had something missing. It was almost like he was doing it to satisfy me, but he wasn't getting the maximum satisfaction. We never really talked about what turns us on. We never really talked about those things. But I tried to talk to him about those things, but he, was, he didn't want me to dig deep on him. And I always wondered about that. I mean, and um, I'm just going to move this comment so anybody coming in can see. But, you know, we're doing our thing. Now, we have no problem with the missionary positions because he's a tall guy. He's got a little weight on him. And I definitely have weight on me. So we're not trying to do the acrobatics because that's fine with me. But I noticed when he was on top of me, one hand was gone, meaning that both of his hands were next to me to support his weight. It was like he was doing Rocky push-ups. You know what I mean? But it never stopped. His hand stayed away. I was always wondering, like, what's he doing? Is he itching his butt? So we kind of got another dresser that was a little smaller. And strategically, I wanted to put it behind like over there, and angle it so when I'm laying down, I can see what he's doing with his hand. So I never said anything about it. He didn't want it there, but I said, no, I want it there. Turn the lights down low enough to see. And we started making love again, and we do different things, and, you know, the foreplay, now we're getting into it. And his hand is gone. I'm like, I don't believe what I'm seeing. We didn't have the lights on super bright, but I can see it clear as day. He was stimulating his anus while he was inside of me. Oh, man, YouTube's going to get me now. I didn't understand that. So, you know, I kind of asked him, like, I noticed your hand's always back there. And so he's like, well, you know, he admitted that he's kind of turned on that way. But when he was at work one day, Way down in the back of his side, his, his little drawer, his little side of the bed drawer, way in the back, found three dildos. Dildos? What's he doing with the in his drawer? He never brought it out and said, I want to use this on you. This turns me on to see, or let me watch you use this. They were back there. There was no, I, I sniffed it. It smelled like butt. Oh, my God. Either he's cheating on me, with, but he's using these things. So after a while, I confronted him about it. And he admitted that he always wanted to use that on himself while he was, you know. And he did. She accommodated him. And she kind of found out later on that it didn't end there. He was always enthusiastic to hang out with his buddies. His buddies he met, but he was always tight-lipped about when he goes over their house. One day he said he was going over to watch a football game, and I checked the schedule, and there was no football game. So she found out that her husband was really on the down low. See, we got to check out the people we with. And there's a lot of men running around here who it's like almost certain couples have decided to switch or certain men who say, uh, I'm not interested in that stuff or they, they don't have to be gay to act effeminate. 
but they're not fully a man. And then we have these masculine women, like Queen I Know I Am stated, I'm not saying all women are masculine, but a lot of times they, they, they use a strap on on their man. Or they're the ones who have a certain type of masculine energy and aggression that's definitely not appealing. It's nice when a woman can state what she likes and go after it. Fine. That's beautiful. But, but something's missing when they have this masculine energy. There's something missing. I remember back in the day when people would ask me what type of woman that I liked, and I would always say, and they would say, and it wasn't like, oh, this type or that type. I never had types. It was the energy of the person. Because with the right energy, you can go places, not just in the bedroom, but everywhere else. But we have these fragmented relationships now these days where we get along in this area, but we don't get along and see eye to eye in that area. Or we're just not... And it doesn't mean that you're going to have perfect 100% overlap. What it means is that the majority, 85%, 60%, 65%, something, and the overlap you understand. If I like sushi and you don't, but you like Italian food, well, let's go to an Italian restaurant and you eat. And come with me to the sushi joint. Maybe I'll do takeout and take it home so we don't have to sit down and do another meal. But sometimes come with me first to the sushi joint. Or let's take out both. You have to compromise. And a lot of times we gamble thinking that we can give everything. And when we get ripped off, we want to cry about it. It's usually the state of your intentions from the very beginning. No, I cannot do this. I need to be loved properly. I need to be respected properly. Because you know, chances are, if you give it up like that, the man's not going to stay around. Or he'll come back. Yes, he will. And even when he comes back, that starts to diminish. Because you know in the back of his mind, he found somebody else, and that next woman is going to go for the same thing. Same thing. You know, it, it, it's look how we're sinking as a society. You're right, Lori Brown. Yeah, Queen I am. Remember the song back in the 80s? Another man is beating my time. Another man. Is love in mine. You know when that song was out? That song was out 41 years ago. Why can I say that? Either 40 or 41 years, but I believe it could be 42 years between 1981, 82, and 83. And I remember training with a particular training partner, so it had to be around 82 or 81. Let's 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 pull this up. Another man. Oh, just oh, just Barbara Mason. It just popped up. 
Look at this. I can't play it. Let me see if I can copy the link. This was that long ago. And it was somewhat controversial, and people would say, no, this couldn't. This couldn't be. Here it is. Here's the link. I hope this is the right link. Sometimes you copy the link. There it is. There it is. I'd like to do a separate segment on download men. I'm going to talk about it now. I mean, when I start out on the topic, we start out and go in. Dang, it's an hour and nine minutes already. So I was going to be done about nine minutes ago. I guess we're going to keep on going. I'm going to sleep good tonight. I do this every day. <laughs> this is going to be short. <laughs> wow. The question, are African men mostly straight? I would say so. But there's a whole lot of them out here, I have to say, that are diddling around lots of times for money and just, there's a lot of them out here undercover. I don't mean sashaying. You have some of them who are like feminine, you know, I was I was in one of the commuter vans coming home. And, you know, you've seen the videos out here. We have the copper girls who have the stuff on their head, the big bowls of stuff, and they're walking around they're selling stuff, big, big square, whatever. I don't know how they do it, but they put that little cloth, and it's easy to balance. And on the major intersections, here they come walking down, and they're calling out what they're selling. People buy it. That's part of the culture. That's just the way it is. And I see this tall one walking down. A bunch of women. There was one that was extra tall. I'm looking at, like, yo, that's a dude. Out here like that. Yes, it's out here. It's out here. It's a lot. It's a lot. I I hate to say it. I'm just saying, I, I, you know, I hope nobody here who's Ghanaian will say, oh, you know, I hear this. But I got radar. I come from New York. Now, I don't, I don't say like other New Yorkers. I'm from New York. I'm from New York. Like I'm better than everybody. No, I don't say it that way. But I come from the old school New York, and the things I see in my eyes, I got mad radar. And out here, you got a whole lot of lesbians, a whole lot, undercover. And some, it's not like they're political lesbians, like we were lesbian rights. And no, a lot of them are just played doctor when they were young, and it was nothing strange for them now. I peeped a lot of things going on. I was at a... Uh, Last year I was at Labadi Beach, spelled L-A-B-A-D-I, Labadi Beach. And there are a few hotels dotting the landscape on Labadi Beach, very much populated. I had clips. I had a lot of clips I lost on the other computer, but I'll be going out there soon within the next two weeks. I won't announce the day. <laughs> i just bring back the footage. Maybe next month, I don't know. Whenever, whenever. I might change my mind. Go tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave this show and go now. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that they play music. People go to the beach in the daytime and lay out. And there's restaurants that have all these chairs and stuff, you know. People sometimes, well, the DJs come out, like, a little later on. They have little areas where they play the music. And then you see people filing in to come to the beach, 7, 8, 9 o'clock. It's like, yo, you probably stayed Probably plan on staying there all night. Wow. They do till, till the sun comes up. Don't think folks don't blow weed out here. 
You got weed galore. Alcohol, people dancing, lots of shadows. Sometimes you see the females tonguing each other down like, what? In Africa? Yep. There was one that was high as a kite. He was holding this chick's hand. I could tell that they were into the, you know, femme thing and the butch thing. But they were both very attractive. And they were walking. I, I caught their eye. I'm like, okay, this is a little different here. I already know what this spirit is. So she was dancing to the music as she walked up. Walked up to me, grabbed the back of my head and tried to tongue me down. I was like, yo, <laughs> I know you're munching carpet, but let me know who it is. I need to know who, whose juices are going to you know? That's a joke, y'all. But yeah, even Nigerians love to come to Ghana because of the nightlife. Nigeria has mad nightlife. But here, if you want to see, if you're into that, you want to go and you want to see, I'm going to get y'all some footage very soon. Y'all need to know. <laughs> y'all need to see what goes on. Don't think it's just the motherland and onks and empty cloth and, you know, jewels, traditional things. Uh-uh. There's certain parts of this place that are more decadent than you could ever imagine. And I've seen it. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in the 70s and 80s in New York City. The things I used to see. Right there. Freezing. But it's kept over there. And it's fueled by a lot of the tourists who come and want their usual uh, delectable delights here. And with the economy being as challenging as it is, well, guess what? They're here to do it. They done figured it out. You got dudes that you'll never know. We got message boards and chat rooms and apps. Got a lot of old white men who come down here with their wives. Old white man, you know, he's hanging out with his wife. His wife is tired. She goes to sleep. He comes out on the body beach. And he finds him a little boy. And I do mean a little boy who knows what's up because he got to get that money. Did I see the act happen? No, but I see the interaction, and I'm not stupid. I know what I'm seeing. And sometimes that same wife, the husband going out looking for a little boy, she looking for a man. She don't want that gut and them liver spots on her no more. She want a young, tight, abdominal-having, you know, vein-laced organ, turgid with blood, to make her feel young again. You think they come here because they want to come here? Gambia is even worse. Google this stuff. You'll see it. It's the underbelly of everything. There's certain websites I've run across about this place here, Ghana. You wouldn't believe it. The thing's a little more embedded and hidden. I know we're off the subject, and I guess I put enough time to that. And you know we'll be talking about things freestyle. Let me come over here and check the chat room. Yeah, yeah, gave for pay. Knowing one. You scroll on up a little bit. I know I missed some things. Oh, yeah, oh, y'all, Atlanta. Oh, God. Let me tell you about Atlanta. What year was this? This was back in 2005. <laughs> 18 years ago. 2005. Me and Mr. Scurve went there to visit with a friend for the weekend. I'm like, listen, take us. Show us the, what was it, the Lenox, Lenox Mall, Lenox Hill Mall, Lenox Mall, 
Lennox something. There are a lot of malls out there. And so I said, okay, let's check these malls out. I'm walking. And we're walking through the mall. You know, in the mall, sometimes you'll have, you know, beauty salons and, and different things. And Well, we're walking. And these two gay dudes, who you know they were gay. They had the makeup. They had the hair all teased up. And the way they were standing, the way they had their face. So we're looking left to right. And I look right in this beauty salon. Not because I wanted to go in there. But I glanced. Why did I? Yes, the Lennox Mall, yes. Why is it that I locked eyes with this gay dude? And he threw me the gaydar. I was like, I'm rejecting this thing. So it was like a radar, and I'm holding something up like a field, and it bounced off, and I'm like, oh, I'm not looking in there no more. Why did these guys who were doing hair, four of them all together, they're looking? I told this girl, I'm like, yo, listen, hold my hand. They know when someone's not into that. They know. If you want to find out if your man is down low, get one of these knowledgeable gay dudes who really know now, come and hang around you a little bit and make them act straight. You know, so so the man don't suspect anything. If he comes back with that prognosis, mm-hmm, I think he's got a little sugar in his tank. They know. We don't talk enough about, I've done a show on this years ago. I'm going to have to do an update. Download women. You know, in society, when a woman sees another friend, oh, hi, girl. Mwah, mwah. And they're nothing strange in this society. They hug, they kiss. Men don't do that. At least straight ones don't. But we, we don't look at, our eyebrows don't go up as fast when we see something like that. You're all in a room changing outfits and trying on new stuff. You're all in each, with, with each other naked, the door closed. Hmm. Doesn't have to be anything. And there's a lot of emotional lesbianism going on. How about that? You got a lot of married women who are disgusted with their husbands. And they feel close to that next married woman. Sex might happen, but there's emotional lesbianism going on. But they can confide in each other. Where they can't confide in their man, or their man just doesn't understand them. And then it moves into something else. Girl, I feel so close to you. It's just such a plus to have you in my life. I've seen this with my eyes, y'all. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. <laughs> we just said, Lord Jesus, help us. <laughs> it, it's... Yeah, yeah, and you have the air kisses too. Yeah, oh yeah, well that's 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 cool. You know, I'm not saying you can't do this and you can't do that. Some kiss on the cheek, whatever. Some kiss on the mouth. I'm not saying that's suspect. Suspect, suspect, but you got to look like okay. You know, you have moistened lips and you're kissing on the lips. You know, uh, it's like whatever it is that was the societal norm back in the day. We're going against it. And we know the overall agenda to go against all things nature, all GMO foods, and not getting the right nutrition because it's not compatible with our bodies, although it looks good on the shelf. It's good for business because that banana can sit there for a whole month as opposed to the one that's fresh and not GMO that's Got a lot of flies on it after a couple of days. 
sex. I'm not going to say normal sex. Because you can be freakish as heck and be straight. And it's not freakish. It's just you explore, you do. But they've taken that gift of that and turned it around. You see what I mean? Turned it straight around. And we can't really, I don't know. Where are we going with this? What is it going to be, like Brother Neil Frazier said, the digital demons that are influencing not only us, our children, it's beyond influence. That's normalcy for them. So all of this, and they're exploring hard. We're unsaturated. We're like, okay, I know about that, whatever, whatever. Maybe our sex drives are, you know, kind of like we're, our minds are other places. We're not focused on that anymore. Remember how, no, I expect you to answer this, answer if you want. But when you were possibly in your teens, early 20s, when your body was just, I'm so ready. At a time when you possibly weren't emotionally prepared for that. And you get a little taste of something. First thing out your mouth, I love you. <laughs> Those are the innocent days. And you quickly learn that you didn't. But the sensation that you felt was so overwhelming and so good and so, it just encompassed everything. It's the thing you felt you were missing. Too good. I remember... I remember <laughs> the real good first time. Oh God, I love you. I love you. I love you. I don't even know where she's at now. I had to say it abolically. I don't know where she is at this present moment. Nah. I don't know where she's at. Where's she? I don't know. Is she alive? I don't know. Wish her the best. There's so much. Things throwing, being thrown at us. And we're so secretive. Again, we can get naked with each other. We can perform acts on each other. And after it's said and done, all is said and done, we don't know each other. There's a reason why we have to take time and know each other. We can talk about sexual things. We can have a little bit of control. We can put our toe in the water. You know what I mean? There's certain things you can do if you have control. I say that. I don't expect nobody to be a nun. But don't just put your stuff out there like that. Especially when you have, like I said, you got men, you got women. And anybody can have a disease. But I remember seeing some studies years ago, maybe it changed. But you have a higher chance of contracting something from a man than a woman. Meaning that if it's two women... I'm not condoning anything. They can get it too, but a phallic thing going in your anus? Oh, man. Don't you understand that that's a direct passage into your bloodstream, the anal cavity? It's right there. The transmission of certain things and all the weirdo diseases they got now. They got some weird names. Like, what, what? what is that? And you look at these things under the microscope. And like, this thing is, it looks like a, 
like a snake with hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are they manufacturing these things in the laboratory also? Diseases, man. And the manhood thing. No, 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 I get mine. I don't masturbate. You better get that jar of Vaseline and keep your health if you got to do it. You see? You want to stay alive. Queen of Who I Am, she says, I'm tired of looking at these fake women with fakeness from the top of their heads, weaves to their behinds, BBLs. When will it all end? It's not attractive, y'all. The BBL thing is not attractive. It's not attractive. I saw one in the airport in Amsterdam, the layover before I came here to Accra, to Ghana. Her legs were skinny and her butt went out like two beach balls. They're getting it wrong. Maybe something's wrong with me. But what is an attractive backside? One that's in proportion to the thighs. You got these skinny leg women slapping on fake butts. And it's, it looks nasty. Even if your butt may be a little flatter, it's in proportion to your thighs. If you go to the gym, build up your thighs, have nice rounded thighs. Your butt will come along if you do the right squats and the right exercises. You drop a little body fat, not much now. The waistline will come down. You eat right. It will fuel your hormonal system to be right. So that's what you can do. But slapping on two fake whatever, this is what, like I say before, this fake thing, and these men are having sex with you, you're amplified in your look in a disproportionate way. Anybody who has a twisted lust for anything fake, there's something wrong with you. You are mentally sick. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm stepping on some toes. But you know when you come here, I'm going to say it the way I see it. That's why YouTube don't like me no more. They want to kick me out. Men getting BBLs. <laughs> are they getting BBLs because the women want to see that? No, they're getting BBLs because there's the next man drilling them. Wow. They're going to have to get mad at y'all. And the whole MGTOW thing, men going their own way. Like I said, where the hell are they going? Men going their own way. That sounds like, like, like some homo preparedness type of lifestyle. <laughs> men going their own way. We're not saying it's gay, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a homosexual preparatory course. It's the prelude to making the leap. We make sure that you make the right decision. We're going to groom you into a lifestyle away from women. Men going their own way. It's crazy. Landon Price is not attractive and not longevity, plus neglecting of working out and eating better after, afterwards. That's the best way. And you're right. Men like natural women. The men back in the day I know, growing up, and... and, and, and that's what stimulated me. What about Thelma? All for good times. The sitcom, good times. Thelma. What's her name? Bernadette Stannis, right? Oh, man. She was pretty. 
She didn't have an extremely explosive shape or anything, but she had a feminine, sexy shape. And look at her today. Google her and look at her today. I know she's older than me. I'm 60 now, so she must be climbing up on 70. 66, 67. I don't know, but man, natural. The essence. We're not focused as men on the essence of the woman. That thing you don't see, but you can feel. We're focusing on the orifice. Just that. Hey, man, you know this girl freak, man. You know, I was on top of her, man. She wanted to take it in there. Backside. Yeah, man. You, okay, if you're a man or woman consenting to those, you do what you do. Do an experiment. After a while, oh, that hurt too much. Just not for me. But you were a man, and the man's with the woman. Don't try to bring that other stuff in and say, well, to justify, well, y'all do it. Nah, it's a man or woman. They, they, you can do what you want to do. As long as you're not hurting, coercing, taking advantage of, trying to influence them in the wrong way, doing thing that, things that hurt unless you happen to be into the S&M and the B&D. Sadomasochism and bondage and domination. We'll do shows on that too. I've seen that with my own eyes. Right? But everything is twisted to be unnatural. And it's that big push to just have us going against all women. Black women ain't sugar, honey, iced tea. They this and they this and they that. The whole of black women are like this? Or every single one? That's what you're telling me? So we jacked up then. But maybe you can aid them in the healing. Maybe you can, because you jacked up too. If you can say all. Was your mama jacked up? I'm sorry. Well, that's a black woman if you're black and it's a black woman. You know, if she's not, then that's one that you got in the favor. Maybe you're choosing wrong. How about that? Maybe we find ourselves at the wrong fishing hole in the lake. You want a certain type of fish, but these other fish congregate in that part of the lake. You're already getting knocked. Look. I did a little exploring these last few days. And I went to the grocery store in the evening, far away, i say it that way. I ended up seeing people that followed me online. It was a car dri- driving by, and they screeched, yo, yo, that is Lance Curve. I was like, oh, damn. Internet is a powerful thing. We took selfies, we laughed, we talked, we shook hands. What are you doing, man? So I'm not doing nothing, but um, I just got these two small bags with me. You know, coming from the grocery, I'm going to take the van and go on home. Why don't you just come down the road with us, man? It wasn't nothing dangerous. They were like really decent people. So we went to a restaurant that happened to be also a nightclub. So I'm in there. And I'm not dressed for this. I got two bags of groceries. (laughs) But I had a good time. I took the intro with the young lady. After a while, you know, went on back home. It was a good, wholesome time. I didn't see anything devious go on in that place. It probably was, but it was like a flashback to the 70s. People were dancing because they enjoyed dancing. And I had on Crocs. 
in shorts and a T-shirt with two bags of groceries in a club. And they kept egging me, come on, let's dance. I'm not, I'm not dressed up. Everybody's dressed and whatnot. Ten minutes later, I was tearing up the dance floor. <laughs> They're like, you ain't 60 years old. I said, yes, I am. Good, good, clean fun. There were some women there that were dressed in a very provocative way, but they weren't. I could see that that wasn't the intention. They were just enjoying being a woman. We celebrate gay men so much in this damn society. Why can't we celebrate the beauty of a woman? Even if you can't hide your curves, we ain't going to look at you in some lewd way. Damn, you're sexy. You're beautiful. Enjoy yourself. I see what you got. I see here. Let me put this up. Lance, have you ever thought of having a weekly live for males only? They're in need of hearing some truth from someone with a good mind, such as thank you so much. Just thought, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do it this weekend. They set it up on a regular basis, whatever it is. I'm not claiming to know everything, but I'll share what I feel and my experiences, and someone will agree with it. I'm not saying I know, I'm not saying I know everything. Oh, yes, Queen, I know who I am. I wish I had lived and died in the 70s, my favorite decade. Yes. Yes, yes. And I'm sorry for somebody, anybody who don't like it. It's the truth. I was born in 63, turned 17 in 1980. So I caught it. I caught it. Plus, with the body I had at the time, I used to be able to get into places. You see what I mean? Lori Brown says, you probably would be in an unhappy marriage if you were in the 1950s or 60s. Back then, you want sex, marry, get a girl pregnant, you marry her. I know. I know. But it made people more careful. Some still made the misjudgment. And then they always met that girl who did it all. You know, it's crazy. You know, it, it, it's certain things you didn't do. Oh, no, I, yeah, I did have fun. I had fun. Them crocs were popping, too. Had mud on them and everything. <laughs> I just was flipping out to the store. I mean, I was far away. I was walking around and just observing and had my little camera, one of them, a tiny one, the GoPro. Sometimes I keep it on me. I don't get anything. I don't push it. It's like a cop with a gun. Except with a cop, a successful police officer never pulled his weapon. So for me, I'm trying to be successful, not successful, successful, you know, but meaning that I'm going to get footage. Sometimes I don't, I don't get it. It's nothing of note. I got a little bit. There's some things that I can show. But it was a wonderful time. Um, and that's a beautiful thing, Queen. I know who I am. And sometimes maybe, you know, we get curious, but you hold yourself. And really and truly, that's what the men should do, too. It'd be better. Really and truly, most of us have never been just with one partner. I understand that. <laughs> Dog, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't even. But really thinking back, if I can trade it all in and have just one and never know the experiences with anybody else, just that one, I'd be better off. But I'm, I'm a scratch and dent type dude. 
I'm like that appliance that when they transported it to the retail outlet, it was in the truck and it fell on the side and got some scratches and some dents. And it's those scratches and dents that I have that gave me a little bit of wisdom to know what life was all about. So I can't really say just that, right? But really and truly, you'll be preserved better. You're not with one and looking at the other. That's a big problem today because we're judging each other on the physical. At least the men are judging the women on that. So when they see a woman with a nicer shape, in his mind he's saying it's nicer. It's just a body. That's all it is, a body. It's going to be in a casket one day. They just make it sound that way. That's just a vehicle in this simulation. You see? So it's, it's, we got some real choices to make these days. And most of us who are here, we're not 18 years old. We know the deal about life. Right? But it's those who are coming up who don't know. And, um, it's a different time. And I always like to say, like, the prior generation or the way we were raised and we try to replicate that in the present day, like, well, this is the way my mother and father did it. And I know different situations are there. Sometimes it's a single parent. I'm not saying it's all got to be the same. But whatever you know from your experiences, hands-on, what's told to you as what is the right way to do, it don't work in this present day because of all the things that are coming to the minds of our children to distract them and pull them away and make evil fair-seeming, even make it sweet. The voids that a young girl's feel in their heart and they feel if I give it up and give it up good, I'll get more attention. Sure, you'll get more attention. Or maybe they've been violated and go the other way. You get violated when you're young, you either shut down or you become promiscuous. There's nothing in the middle. It may not be something evident, but you're doing your damn thing. How many times have we seen the nice girl in the group? You're the first one pregnant. We didn't know you were doing it. The one who we deemed as fast, she didn't have no kid for a long time. She didn't want to got married. She might have had a reputation, had to move somewhere else. You know what I mean? That's real. Yes, society has devolved. Exactly. You're right, Oyella, if they're willing to listen. Yep. Zombie ap- apocalypse. Yeah. Apocalypse, yeah. The Mike Tyson moment. <laughs> this is the Twilight Zone to me. You know? You got all this stuff going on, and look, the Jerry Springer generation, back in the 90s, coming on up. And we looked at it like jokes. But they were planting seeds in our head. Bum Negroes with trailer trash white girls. Two teeth in the head, more toes than teeth. (laughs) It was entertainment, but they were planting seeds and stimulating us. Even those who were of age, those of us. It was to move the goalpost of decency. My God, my God. And then the internet came. 
and it married the smartphone so we can walk around in touch with all this stuff. And you think we were going, you know, looking at something scriptural? No. Looking for something in the news that's proper? No. We go to decadence. I remember for a time, and I said the other day, remember the time we used to say, oh, I got to hurry up and go home and check my email because your phone couldn't access the Internet at that particular time. Once that happened, it was another level of decadence. Get on the subway train or a bus, it looks like, it looks like a church. Like everybody's praying. So get their hands on their phone and they're looking down. Allowing themselves to be brainwashed and imprinted. I was already righteously crazy before. So you ain't imprinting nothing in the stick skull of mine. I'm going to tell you what it is from what I see. I've been online a long time. And a lot of things come at me. I'm still here. I've grown, but I'm still the same as far as stability is concerned. Haven't flipped me out or burnt me out or mm-mm, I'm right here. I'm built for this. I'm not going to just change and, you know, uh-uh, burn out and disappear. No. I choose to leave this is because I chose to leave this. Why not record or do lives? I like talking. I like expressing myself. I'm going to do it anyway. Lance, you're on YouTube no more. Well, I'm somewhere talking. <laughs> somewhere right in my mouth. And I'm going to talk about what I see. I'm an artist. I can't do anything different. I told you about the heavyset lady that I drew. She hired me to draw her nude. was no hanky-panky. And when I drew her exactly as she was, she got mad at me. This ain't me. What you talking about? Delusional. Look at reality for what it is. You see? Yeah, Lori Brown. Now, that's a real beast, internet and smartphone. Now, no one can think for themselves. The spell of the black mirror. I'm online probably more than anybody in this place. I'm learning things, teaching myself things, seeing what, what's going on to be able to talk about it. I have to check certain things out to know what to talk about, what's going on in the world. Now, how do I, how do I flavor this conversation? How do I strike at a certain faction, a th- certain thin slice of the population? How do I reach them? That's a challenge. I like that challenge. You see what I mean? Because it can make a difference. If we all do in our path what we need to do, we don't have to do the whole thing. But if everybody, symbolically, let's say all of us are living in the same block, same neighborhood, same block, some across the street, some on this side. When we cut our grass, if we cut the grass in our yard, and overlap 25% over the next yard, and they do the same for us, every yard will be done seamlessly. Do a little extra. Look out. Build community. If I got a hookup on something, I'm going to give it to you. If my child needs a computer, I say, listen, I'm not asking you to get If you got something sitting around, let me get it. I got something in my, my garage you need, come on and take it. I got you. Take it. It's all right. It'll come back to me a different way. 
We should be loving each other so much that there's no exchange of money in our hands. We should be treating each other like we're family, but not trying to take, take advantage of each other like family. It's a balance. We should support each other. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, all kind of ways. Do what's needed. If I'm good and I'm full, bring the food over to the family that's hungry. We're so much in this feeling of every man for himself, and I'm all alone, and I don't have anybody. And I said earlier, we have no friends. That should make us gravitate toward each other even more. When we know that, just like it was told to me the other night, the Chinese, some of them may have their problems, but they stick together. They ain't letting us go above them. And they're a worldwide force now. They're not only just where they are, they're a worldwide force. You know how the Chinese and Japanese were treated? And now they've elevated, screwed, had a vision. If I ask most average people out here, the average one of some of us, yes, we have some average out here, mediocre and ain't trying with the seeds of greatness inside of them. If I asked them, or if I paid a white man to come around and ask them, because they'll answer it a little better. Excuse me, um, can I ask you something? Yes, what's up? What is the goal of your community? What is the vision of your community? You're going to hear some long silence because we don't have connection as a community. That is sad. The collective vision of where we're going to find ourselves five years from now, ten years from now. I'm getting older, and I still think that way. Where do I want to find myself three years from now? Where do I want to find myself by the end of next, uh, next month, which is December, to find myself in a better position, position to start out 2024? I like to begin the year strong, end the year strong, have a strong middle, and I ain't coasting in the other parts. I ain't coasting. Make your plan and work it. But most of us are running around like sprayed roaches. You see? Knowing one, yes, thank you for being here. I'm going to be wrapping this down soon, too. I started out a little fatigued, but I like fatigue the kind that you earn, it makes you feel as though I accomplished something and when I feel fatigued, I feel high. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, feel, I feel a natural high. Exactly, Queen. I'm going to try to uh, uh, end my energy or aid my energy or what of people who don't enhance my life or add to it. You see what I mean? Oh, rid, rid. Okay. I'm going to try to rid my life. I'll rid, rid my energy. Let me just put it up. I think I'm getting fatigued too. <laughs> I'm going to try to rid my energy of people who don't enhance my life or add to it. Exactly. You have to be very selective. Have to be. And to go back to the original topic, 
what is this man going to do for you in the hopes of you making him stay or stay interested by giving him the dessert? The meal of commitment. And you can hold out and some guys run off because they run into somebody who's giving it up. At the dude I know, who him and his fiance, they were gonna, you know, you know, fiancés and they they do stuff. We're getting married, so we might as well just, you know, get it on good right now. These folks were like, okay, we're gonna do this right. And she looked at him in such a pristine way because he was so faithful. And she held out and he held out. Or so she thought he was banging everything that he can get his hands on all up and down the town. And he played that role when he was around her. Perception is everything. She just knew she had a catch. There's no way of really knowing. But in a way there is. Take your time. You want everything too fast. Messed us up. Used to take time and write letters and mail them, and they don't get there for a couple days. Used to get money in the form of checks. We have to wait and cash the check. The bank is closed. You screwed until Monday. Credit cards, debit cards, text messaging, FaceTime. You can call somebody in the wee hours. And you know that they have their ringer down and it's just on vibrate. It's not going to bother them. All the rules are broken. We can, everything is instantaneous. Microwaves. Packaged food. Throw it in the microwave. It's ready in a minute. We want what we have now. Girl, I want to marry you, but uh, and them thighs looking nice in that skirt. I want it now. I better give it to him because if he doesn't, he's going to go away. This now thing, it ain't going nowhere. If you're real and true, you're not going nowhere. I will wait. You're worth it. How many men say that? It's not about just a vagina or your ability to suck a golf ball through a water hose. You are precious. You bring life. You're living death. By letting every man get up inside of you, and you wonder why the life that comes out of you is not edifying. There's a spiritual element to that. Fellas, your sperm has value. Stop giving it away to all these little women across town who you got babies with. Things happen, yes, I know. When we're younger and we make misjudgments, I understand that. You see what I mean? It's it's just, we're so off, yet we pretend that we have our act together. We pretend. We're playing pretend. Like the Halloween kids with the costumes on. Like the little girl who has the princess dress on. Like the little boy who wants to emulate his father. And have the tool belt on that he can't hold up on his waist because it's too narrow. <laughs> it, it's just, we got to reject all of this newfangled foolishness that's been around for a couple of decades. The videos, the rap music, 
the parents who feel that, well, I need, need to let them do a little extra something because that's how it is this day. It was most, no, just run it right. They'll thank you for it. Mm. It really hurts to see where we've gone. I'm not saying everybody else is perfect, every other race, or it's perfect, but they got their own thing. They maintain their culture. We're the ones that let others rip our culture out from under our feet like a rug. And when you do that to somebody, what do they do? They fall down. They've removed the screws from our machinery. We're going to fall apart. We're the only ones putting our women out there as playthings for other men. They're not going to put their wives out. Let me tell you something. I told it before. I'll tell the story real quick. I used to drive a commuter van. And I found out how lucrative it is. I did it for a few years in Queens. Off of Subson Boulevard. Doing the Q9 route. All the way down to Rockway and Lincoln Street. And there was a man across the street. Every Sunday he was standing over there. Kind of looking in the direction of the line of vans. Who was that man? It was a Jewish man. Right? After a couple of weeks he came over. Stood near me. Excuse me, sir. May I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, what's up? Everybody else scattered. They didn't know what it was. Is this a sting or something? I'm like, I'm not doing nothing bad. I, I, I like you. I said, what the hell is an old Jewish man telling me how he liked me? I'm, like, I'm about to tell him I don't get down like that. I wanted to hear him out. So he asked me if I could drive him around to different establishments. He he just wanted to pick one of the drivers, and he saw me, and not just on looks or anything, just he saw how I was decent to people and everything like that. He was observant. So I said, well, where do you want me to take you? Like a cab fare or something? He said, no, I wanted you as my private driver for a day. How much would you charge? It's independent. We go places and I'm parked. It's not going to be as much because I'm not burning gas. If I'm driving straight hours and hours here and there, we're going to have to adjust because I have to be focused. I have to keep the gas in the tank. Different variables. You see? So he wanted to go around to different topless bars and nudie bars and different neighborhoods, and he just wanted somebody to be there with him. And then I had to drive him up to Spring County in upstate New York. That's a predominantly Jewish. No, not predominantly. That's all you got up there, Hasidic Jews. He had a business in Brooklyn. He'd swing through Queens. He'd have his fun. And I was to drive him all the way up there. Man. But this is back in 90. Six, around 96. I didn't mind. There's half the time we were parked. Parked the vehicle on one side. He goes in there. And this guy had some kind of, I, I'll call it sexual Tourette's. <laughs> That's the funny part. Because he put on baseball caps and all. He had on all black, but he had the locks. So he had to push it up in the baseball cap and try to be cool and act like, you know, nobody sees me. The short guy. He looked peculiar. He kind of looked like Robert De Niro with a full beard. And he looked like Robert De Niro now, but back then, Robert De Niro was a lot younger. 
And so it was a regular thing every Sunday. And he'd, he'd, he'd get food for me and stuff like that, fill up my tank. And I walked away with 500 bucks for a couple hours of work. No problem. <laughs> when I went up to Spring Valley and dropped them off, I'd go crash by a friend of mine, the one who transitioned, Maureen. Wasn't no hanky-panky going on then. I'd call her like, listen, I don't know if I'm going to make the job all the way back to Queens. Can I just park up my van and, you know, oh, come on, come on, come on. You took around that man? I said, yeah. Oh, tell me some stories in the morning. But the funny part is that he, these, these guys, they have their community. They have their rules. I'm not condoning it. But these guys dip out, do their dirt, but they don't touch the community and mar anything. You better not even think you could bring it up to him when he's around his people. They had to uphold a certain imagery because they know the young ones were looking. We know we do dirt. We know we do a little thing on the side or something we shouldn't be doing. I understand that. I'll give you a little leeway for that. But we're doing too much in front of our children. And we're allowing these things, other people to do it, to twist us up. So they're the light. It would be controversial if I had drawn a picture of a Jewish woman in some traditional Jewish garb with a short skirt and her titties hanging out and black men all over putting their hands on her. Oh, I'd be off of social, I'd be banned off of social media. <laughs> but, but they can do it to us. And we follow through with it by giving it up fast because you've got to keep a man. No. You keep your prize under wraps. You don't have to expose yourself to be truly sexy. Sexiness is not just exposing body parts. There's some women I've known down through the years from covered from head to toe. Sexy because there's an element of mystery. You're not going to get to their secrets. There's secrets in their folds and the shadows and the hair. There, it's, it's precious. Life comes out of that, man. You're going to replicate yourself with that. You want it to come to you cheap? You want a womb that's been invaded by so many different penises and she's connected to so many soul ties? And your kids come out, they're yours because they got your DNA, but they got other people's soul ties connected to them. It's an investment, man. And the same for the women. We're off. We're off. We're off. We're off. I'm going to wrap this down. There are a lot of good comments. I'm going to see some that I missed. But it's, it's crazy. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. I'm going to talk about something. After this goes up, there's a video. Y'all pick the topic. Oh, I can come with it. I'll talk about what you want me to talk about. And I ain't holding back. I'm going to go right on in. I was all over the place tonight. And I'm not really done with this topic, but I will retitle it a slightly different way. 
and still go in because there's a couple things I want to say. But I'm going to turn in because I don't want to wake up too late. I'll be right back in the morning time. Or the morning for me, which is really early. So it might be early afternoon for me, so it'll be morning for you. Tomorrow's Tuesday. I don't have anybody scheduled to come on in with me. I think that who is it that wanted to come on? It's kind of a wild card. So I'll do two or three shows tomorrow. Don't know what time, but it's going to come on. Because y'all don't know, after the show's over, I got to download the audio, put it on all the podcast, you know, platforms and do this and do that and stuff with the website. And I'll do that tomorrow morning, (laughs) y'all. Thank you all. Thank you all for being here. I'm going to play my little video again the other night. And I have more like that. Little testimonial type stuff. But you all have a good night. We're going to play this little thing, pop some music, and I'm going to go to sleep. But I thank you all. Seriously. It's been wonderful. As it always is. That's why even when I'm tired, I can't not do it. It's like, do it. I got to talk. <laughs> all right, y'all. You all have a wonderful night. Peace. So, hello, this is Martha. Actually, today I, I, I got to meet my friend Lance. Yes, I got to meet my friend Lance. This is my first time meeting him in person. And he's a very kind, my serious. I do talk kind, my serious. On phone, on WhatsApp, but I've never got to meet him. Today, I've never got to meet him. He's very like the ordinary. Anything you want to know about life, anything you want to know about life, just him on Anything you want to know about life. YouTube, Telegram, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media channels. You got to find him there. He's very inspiring. He's very positive. If you want anything positive about life, please subscribe to Lance. And then, every day you got different videos, different talks, different topics about life. See you.